Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Hey, everybody. And today, we are continuing on our journey to find out what the heck actually happened to the planet Reach. Because what's, what's going on with Reach? What's going on with Reach? I mean, Why did we got this. We got this book called The Fall of Reach that evokes the fall of the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. right? So uh, let's let's dig into it and find do it. find out what happened. Uh, where we last left off, we had just finished section three of the book, and now we are in section four, aptly titled Mjolnir, or as the uh, <laughs> audiobook would say, Majolner. You couldn't, couldn't, could have let him go. Couldn't let it go. <laughs> so we're on chapter 25. Chapter section 25. Four. Section four, chapter 25. It is a Dr. Halsey section. Love, and love the Dr. Halsey sections, by the way. Yeah, this is like Dr. Halsey's sections are like the, this is going to be lore dump slash what the hell is going on sections. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's like, I, I I like to call them, so talk to me, mom, episodes. <laughs> mom, get um, out of my room. The first half of the chapter is just kind of like a backdrop of Dr. Halsey being upset that she can't have Deja active while she is reading sensitive material. Right. Yeah, because because it's just too easy to hack. It's too easy for, you know, that stuff to get out somewhere. Everyone's just like before. Everyone's really paranoid. Uh, yeah, and they want to, especially now that the Spartan Project is now a hit. Like it has been given, you know, Project. Uh, uh, I almost called it Project Mjolnir. Uh, <laughs> Project Mjolnir has been given the green light, and like, so Halsey is is even more important than before. And she was pretty important before. Uh, so yeah, they're not taking any chances. So they she can't offered have her a promotion. On. She 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 was offered a promotion that she turned down because. She wanted to remain in charge of the project. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just like she's she, it's the it's the pure I'm not in it for the money kind of thing. You know, like I'm in it. She's for in the it purity. for the love. Yeah. Yeah. She's in it for being mom. She's, she wants to. These are her children. Yeah. She's Spartan mommy. It, it's, she's Spartan it's, mommy. Spartan mommy. <laughs> she's 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 someone we can look up to. <laughs> But and uh, um, they talk a little bit about how after 20 years of study, they still have no idea uh, what the covenant is all about. Yeah, uh, they they and I and I, I point out here that they have done a pretty good job of keeping the covenant kind of shrouded in mystery. I, I, I think I think most writers at this point, even if it was just a throwaway chapter, would have given us a chapter where it was like from the point of view of someone in the covenant. Yeah. You know, and and he has not done that at all. No, I agree. I I actually hate those chapters mm. nine times out of ten when we're supposed to get something written from the point of view of like an unknowable force. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's it's it. You don't need. You know, me and my fiance just went and saw a quiet place too. And uh, they did do a um, they did a good job of like expanding a little bit on the universe in the first movie, but we both agreed they they didn't explain most things, and we both agreed that's probably fine. Yeah, we don't we we're in the overexposed age of entertainment where you need everyone to Michael Myers needs his backstory told every you know, and, 
detail. It's Every TV detail. TV tropification of storytelling. Yeah, it's too much, and it's not, and it's almost never necessary. Every now and then, you do get something that's interesting and kind of fun, like this book, for example. Yeah, you know, uh, this book gives us background on on Master Chief that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And it's done in a in a clever and interesting way. But he still keeps his cards close to his chest. There are still things that there's still mysteries to unlock, basically. So yeah. uh the fact that not only does the uh 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 you know the human population have no idea what Covenant's about, neither do we as the reader. And that's no. pretty cool. That's good yeah. stuff. And that's that's fine. That's totally yeah. fine. I um I remember having this debate with, uh, did you play Control? No, no, but I, uh, yeah. It's basically kind of like uh, X-Files meets Twin Peaks um, kind of game. Uh, It's, 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 it's it's got, is it based around that, uh, that one creepypasta thing? Uh, What do they call that? that Oh, SCPs. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of like an SCP game set in the Alan Wake universe. Okay. Um, Okay. It's made by the same company, uh, same director and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There is in in during the course of control, there are a lot of things that are brought up and never really explained. They just they they just are like there's there is this this extra dimensional force called the hiss that they just are. They are the the main villain there is these this, these other extra dimensional forces there's this thing called the board and they defy explanation they just are and i remember getting into a debate with a few people that well control doesn't explain anything right and my counter was like it doesn't need to like it sometimes things can just be weird or unknowable yeah uh, ineffable <laughs> basically right right with we don't for, we don't for, need for to no know. reason other than yeah you you can't know what it is because there is no way to know what it is it just sometimes is. sometimes the monster is a representation of creeping dread in a communist society and sometimes the monster is just something to chase you screaming down the hall exactly there is there's and no, they're both equally good if they're done well. They're both equally good if they're done well. And um not to spend too much time on it, but another example is the 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 creature or the entity or whatever you want to call it, the thing from the thing. Oh hell yes. Absolutely. There is there's is is there a true form to it? Is it mm-hmm. does there is there an original form of it? What's our are, are its intentions? Yeah. The keeping it completely shrouded in mystery through the course of the John Carpenter film, the 1982 John Carpenter film, actually increases the tension and terror and dread of it because our characters, we, the audience, are in the same boat as our characters that we are following Mm -hmm. in not understanding what is going on and when you have somebody something like the covenant it's imperative that if you're going to keep your characters in a state of uh, mild panic and confusion 
and tension towards this enemy that they just can't scrutinize in any meaningful way, you have to keep the audience in the same position or right. else that veil of mystery just falls away. Right. The, the audience's uh, uh, awareness of the threat really shouldn't go much further than the protagonist in a situation like this. Yep. Uh, or it just kind of throws it away. But yeah, so long story short, they don't know much about Covenant. We don't know much about Covenant. And that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. You yeah. can tell I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, <laughs> to give you guys an idea, uh, Kevin and I met in uh, uh, grad school for film studies. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, that tells you a lot <laughs> about what you need to know here. Uh, so as the, uh, the uh, uh, chapter continues on, we meet a very important character that we, we haven't meet, met yet. We meet, we meet the best girl. The best girl. I friggin' love her. We meet Cortana. I love her. You love her. We all love her. She's we adorable. We all love her. And, and so unlike basically anyone in this uh, book, she t- she takes a level of smart acidness uh, to the very serious military uh, stuff that makes up most of this book. And and I it's, it is a breath of fresh air. It is wonderful <laughs> to have that. Uh, basically they explain that she, she is also AI, but she is what they call smart AI as opposed to, uh, Beowulf or Deja or anything, you know, they're, they're what they would, you would see as kind of, they, they refer to them as dumb AI where they have a huge amount of information at their fingertips, but they lack a certain level of independence or, uh, a soul, if you will. Right. Uh, when it comes to that and, and through some, you know, managing uh, Cortana is this level of AI that can grow and, and, and has opinions on things and, and is more human, if you will. And they even right. say that the problem with that kind of AI is they slowly kind of start to, <laughs> they, they start to become too self-aware and they yeah. didn't go into details of like what happens then, but <laughs> I think we all know uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta shut them down at a certain point. Yeah, Cortana would effectively die after an operational life of seven years. Yeah, they just there's too much, too much information, and I think the word that Eric Nyland uses is creativity is one of the things that uh, Cortana can do, and that's basically it's like synthesis, right? Yeah. Cortana can take multiple sets of data and synthesize something new and have an opinion on it. Whereas the other AIs are like, this is what you do. This is right. the best option af- a- a- out of out of this data. And like Cortana might be able to come up with something different. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a level of that creativity, that spark there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so basically the idea is that Cortana was designed by Halsey and is Halsey in a way. And. <laughs> And yeah. Kevin, you you kind of hinted at this in the last episode. I hadn't gotten this far yet. Right. And uh, you basically implied exactly this, that Cortana is basically a younger Halsey. Uh, Cortana, every- it, what is it? So, so they, uh, Dr. Halsey cloned her brain and then scanned it, and that was Cortana. Mm-hmm. And, and, and except that Cortana isn't uh, held back uh, by... Uh, uh, military mores and social mores. And that's it. She basically just, she's like a spunkier version of Halsey who would say whatever the heck she wanted if she could. 
Yeah. Uh, and she does. Indeed, she does. She's lacking guile and filter. Right, right, right. <laughs> and if you're if you're going to lack filter, thank God you lack guile. That is. That's, but so basically the idea is that Cortana is going to be uh, a car- She's going to have a carrier. She one of the Spartans is going to have her uh, in their new Mjolnir armor. Uh, and this has never been done before. Having an AI at their fingertips like that at any point. And anyone who's played the Halo game knows basically how this goes. Right. Um, you know, it's it's having an AI, a guide with you uh, no matter what. And that's that is a indispensable tool. And uh, Cortana seems to have a bit of a crush on John. Yeah, she uh, does. She's it's kind of adorable. And it's and I was expecting because, you know, last episode we joked around about how. I interpreted uh, um, uh, uh, Halsey's intentions as, as more of a romantic gate and you interpreted them as more of a motherly gate. Yeah. And, and I, and I ended up agreeing with you. I was like, Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But then when this happened, I started to think, Oh, I was right after all, <laughs> but I will say it's kind of like it's, it, there's something very innocent and sweet about it. It's not a, it's not a look at that hunk of man. Like, yeah. She's just kind of she she wants him to be her carrier. You get a very Tinkerbell and Peter Pan kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah from it, the it whole could be, thing. It could be very Tinkerbell and and Peter Pan. Um, and uh, there was a section here where <laughs> uh, she's asking about him and uh, and Halsey's basically kind of making sure that she has the right intentions on this. And she says she turned to Cortana <laughs> and stared into her odd translucent eyes. You've read his CSV. I'm reading it again right now. Then you know he is neither the smartest nor the fastest nor the strongest of the Spartans, but he is the bravest and quite possibly the luckiest. And in my opinion, he is the best. Yes, Cortana whispered. I concur with your analysis, Doctor. And then it gets into. Uh, I didn't expect this. Uh, she says, "Could you sacrifice him if you had to? If it meant completing the mission, could you watch him die?" And uh, and and. Cortana makes it very clear that, you know, the mission comes first and uh, she absolutely could do that uh, if she had to. You know, the uh, the, the mission is always paramount. Right. Uh, uh, but it, it, that's a that's a very interesting place for it to go. Like, yeah, duty is still above all, no matter how much of a mother hen she seems to be with these Spartans. They have this like interaction and then they move on to other business, which is selecting the new base ship for the Spartans. Oh yes, um, baby. We're getting the band back together. We're getting the band back together. And we're Hell now we're yes. getting now like if if you've played the first Halo game, we're getting some things that uh you can recognize right off the bat. Uh, so they end up choosing uh basically the smallest of the cruiser class called the Pillar of Autumn. Pillar which of is Autumn. S- super old. It's it's been in service for it's been around for 43 years, which is a pretty long time for a spaceship. And they pick it out because there's there's a bunch of like reasons they get into because it 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 wouldn't stand out too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's kind of good for a stealth ship because it's so old. Nobody would have any expectations of it. Yeah, they wouldn't assume that some of the most important people in the entire army are on this hunk of junk. You know? Right. But because of the way because it was it was really expensive to produce because of the way it was built, it is actually virtually indestructible. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. So the reason why nobody used them is because they were too expensive. Right. Cap right. Capitalism. <laughs> it's just too beautiful. So she essentially chooses the pillar of autumn. We get we're getting Master Chief, Cortana, and Keys all together. And it, it's finally happening, nerds. It's finally you a, happening. You had a potato to that? Some some garlic, some onions. You got a stew, baby. You got a stew. <laughs> you got a master stew. A master stew. A master stew. Master stew reporting for duty. Oh, <laughs> come here, master stew. You're so delicious and nourishing. Oh, you're even better when it's cold outside. Oh, I feel so comforted by your master stew. Just, just, it's just a mess. After a while, it's just, it's just plate armor and and. And just like whatever leftover bits of carrot I didn't want to eat. <laughs> Nobody wants that carrot. That I know like, one cares. The about carrot that is carrot. fine. At, uh, the carrot's fine in the beginning, but then at the yeah. end, it's just like it's just mush. You're you're eating carrot, and it's like I can't tell if this is potato or right. Is this a sweet potato or carrot anymore? <laughs> right. I'm I'm very grateful, Master Stew, but some parts of you I don't need. I'm good. I'm full. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That skit was brought to you by Halo, The Fall of Reach, available on Audible. That's got to be our first (laughs) t-shirt. Master (laughs) Stew. Oh, Master Master Stew. That brings us to uh, chapter 26. (laughs) It's it's more talking about the covenant. I mean, we've we've been talking about the covenant a lot. Chapter 26 is more like the Spartans are getting more low down on what the covenant is. Um, There is they're breaking down the races that are in the covenant. There's the grunts. There's the jackals. Everybody knows them. There's the elites. And then there's the there's the scientists, which is the ones that John recorded on Sigma Octanus four. And then there then there's the. There's also the big boys, uh, the behemoths, I believe they're called. Is that is that what they're called? I can't remember. They actually don't say th- it in this chapter. I think um, they're the behemoths. Yeah, behemoths. Um, and then O and I is, is is hypothesizes that there's two more. And this is kind of where this is setting the direction for the rest of the plot is that O and I thinks that there are two more casts. There's another warrior group. And then there is the leadership cast. And right. basically the plan. Um, and at the end of this, uh, Master Chief says, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and their plan is, by the way, their plan is they're going to capture a Covenant ship. They're going to hack the CPU to find the Covenant homeworld. They're going to go there and they're going to capture the leadership. It's really just that simple. It's just that simple. It's, is that all? Like, oh, of course. Of course. Why didn't we think of that before? Yeah, I really feel like we should have had that done earlier. My <laughs> God, man. And and so and they want to kidnap the leadership because, you know, they, they figure they can broker some sort of peace treaty uh, with the covenant if they have the leadership. And and that gets kind of existential all over uh, 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 John uh, because he gets into and this is something they talk about a lot in uh, Warhammer 40K, a lot in the fiction with these super soldiers, these men that literally all they were, they were trained to do. They were literally bred genetically to be the greatest warriors in the galaxy. And when you get the piece that theoretically you're aiming for, what the hell do you do? Right. 
what do you do with this guy? What does he become a farmer? Like, how does that work? Farmer uh, John. So he, yeah. Farmer, the farmer John one one seven. I think, uh, <laughs> one, one, seven farms, one, one, seven farms remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, it's a, it's a, it, and it's a pretty good question. Um, and, uh, we, it's certainly not a question that's ever been answered, uh, in our history books, uh, with what, yeah. what happens with, uh, those guys when there's nothing left to fight. Uh, they find things, they find things, basically spoiler alert. They find things to fight. They find things to do. Oh yes. Uh, and, and, but most importantly with this mission, uh, Halsey has basically told the top brass, she says, we are not. Uh, going to order anyone to do this mission because it is basically a suicide mission. So yeah. we need volunteers and, and all, all of the them volunteer. They all stand up immediately, say, I am Spartacus and we're rolling. Yeah. On to chapter 27. <laughs> um, I love John, this chapter. <laughs> I love it too. It's um, it's very action packed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and this is another one of those chapters where you are better off, you the listener, if you have any, any intention of do of recording, not recording. What am I saying? Of reading this book. <laughs> if you have any intention of reading this book, chapter twenty seven is one of the chapters that you want to really dig into it's, because it's it is so good. It is such good action, but the broad yeah. strokes. John ar- John arrives. He's on Reach. He arrives at one of the many buildings, bases on Reach. Who cares? They're all the same. And right. um, he is getting his Mark II Mjolnir armor that has Cortana able to download into it and yeah. and kind of uh, merge and basically live in his brain. Um, and they can kind of talk to each other because Cortana is in the suit. Now his reaction time is even faster now. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she offers tactical advice and she can, she can look up uh, very specific bits of information that he wouldn't uh, normally have access to. Uh, you know, it's like, it's having a supercomputer in your armor. Uh, and uh, on top of that, this armor has shields similar to the ones that the covenant has shown. Yes. So it is not only tougher, it's smarter. It's got, uh, it's just fully loaded. It's fantastic. And it's, uh, you're going to recognize a lot of it. If you've played the first game, the, the, uh, the, the shields, uh, the whole thing, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, finally we have our smart ass member of the team locked and loaded and ready to go. Uh, Cortana immediately just starts. The first thing I think she says uh, when he, she basically enters his head and she says, there's not a lot of room in here. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like some kind of read uh, immediately right off the bat. Uh, but then it gets to my favorite part. This is, this is, this is how it all starts off. And I knew we were in for some great shit, but this was hilarious to me. Uh, let's see. There's a moment where they're all there. He's wearing the armor. Halsey tells him basically that the brass, the ONI brass, have arranged a test for you and the new Mjolnir system, Dr. Halsey said. There are some that believe you two are not up to our proposed mission. Ma'am, the Master Chief snapped to attention. I'm up for it, ma'am. I know you are, Master Chief. Others require proof. And this feels to me like a band, like a big arena band that shows up in Pittsburgh. And they're like, oh, well, 
We were over in Philly yesterday, and a bunch of them told us that people in Pittsburgh didn't know how to party. <laughs> and everyone in Pittsburgh goes, fuck you, fuck Philly, we can party. <laughs> I don't know. Let me I don't hear know, it. man. Let me, I, I, I you know, oh, no, that, that cheer wasn't quite big. You know, in Philly, they were really cheering. Oh, it's like, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> like, Master Chief. Someone told me that you didn't know how to rock. He's like, ma'am, I know how to rock, ma'am. Master Chief, I was just in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland said that Kelly knows how to rock harder than you. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said he like going every time he's every every bullet he dodges. Every shot he takes, you can just hear him grunting, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> just, just beautiful. So, yeah, that was that's how this starts. <laughs> like the test obviously hasn't begun yet, but it starts with her basically going, I don't know. These guys, I, these guys don't think you can you can hang Master Chief. I don't know, man. Uh, and so <laughs> the test begins and he's going up against. Those uh what do they call them again? The uh, the, ODST the, guys. Again. Yeah, these these yeah, feet first into hell, hardcore marines, and they are out for blood. Like they have yeah. been they're using live rounds, they've basically been told, try to kill them. Yeah, go go ahead, kill them. <laughs> yeah, try to kill them. And 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 Master Chief uh makes it he kind of makes a point that he's not gonna kill the Marines. Oh, he he maims them terribly. Uh, but he he basically says to himself that, you know, we need as many soldiers as we can get in this war. I'm not going to kill any of these guys. And uh, and Cortana, you know, she says basically questions what he's doing. And he says, you know, my 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 mission stated that I had to neutralize, neutralize. these guys, not necessarily kill them. So that's what I'm doing. And I just love that he had to like that. Please, please don't be a psycho, I suppose, wasn't given in the orders. Uh <laughs> He was just like, I'm following the general rule 659. Don't be a fucking psychopath during training. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. He really goes by the book. <laughs> Semantics, uh, Cortana yeah. replied. She sounded yeah. amused. I can't argue with the results, though. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm telling she's got a crush on him. It's adorable. It's adorable. Um, it really is. And, and she does use Cortana a lot throughout the training. And basically... They're a terrific team, and it and it draws parallels to earlier in the book when he was first doing his when he was a kid, and he ran and rang the bell before his team did, and uh, and he had to learn about teamwork, and basically yep. he he learns about teamwork, and this and again we're not going to go into all the specifics because you really ought to read this chapter; it's great, but. Basically, after the Marines leave, they throw mines at him and they bring in an entire air force down on his ass. Yeah. It's, yeah. It it gets a little over the top. Basically, it's a little over the top. <laughs> basically, um, like, I don't think Master Chief necessarily realizes um that this was not supposed no. to be part of the part of the the test. No, and and he 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 doesn't because he still absolutely trusts in the higher ups and everything has a reason and and just because he doesn't fully understand it, but they get through it. They get through the testing uh you know, bleeding and bruised but alive. 
he tears his Achilles tendon, by the way. Yeah, and keeps running and keeps running. And I and I remember I remember thinking, oh right, the armor, because <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, I mean, it doesn't matter how awesome you are, it doesn't matter what a super soldier you are. Physically speaking, you cannot run without your Achilles tendon. It's the thing uh, that makes the whole bottom half of your leg work. <laughs> right. And and so, but then you're like, oh, right, the armor. He basically thinks his way to running. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a pretty intense chapter. But, but he gets through it and proves that uh, they have placed the armor and Cortana in the right hands. Indeed. And then chapter 28 is just the it's it's just the the gravy on top Ugh, of that delicious meal because you've Cortana, heard that revenge you you heard that revenge is a dish best soul served cold no, yes no it's a a dish best served digitally uh, <laughs> it's, because Cortana is petty as hell she is a petty bitch and I love her for it I love her. Yeah, so, cause, so Cortana's on the Pillar of Autumn, and she's bored. That's basically, what, like, she doesn't sleep. You know, she's a, she's an AI, and so she's bored. And so her first thing that she does is decide the brass that just put them through hell like that, the guy that it was in charge of all of it. Ackerman. She's going to get a little, oh, yeah, yeah, she's going to get a little payback. And, <laughs> and, it's, and, she, and she agrees with the uh, with the uh, master chief's assessment that we need all the people we can get so yep. she isn't like gunning for him to be hanged you know or something like that but she basically puts enough scandal under his name <laughs> that he's going to get dropped into a cuz he he had been uh, a higher up uh uh when it came to like he he'd seen a lot of battles he'd seen a right. lot of war and then he went and, into the ONI to and started doing intelligence work Right. And he and he basically was playing politics. He was, yeah. It was more of a self-serving thing for him at that point. Uh, and so she sends like fake receipts from a whorehouse to his wife uh, <laughs> and all kinds of other shit just to it just to make it clear that he's taking advantage of certain things and that he'd get in trouble and basically get bumped back down to yeah. being a battlefield commander again. Yeah. And, and it's uh, just it. It should just take such glee in the whole thing. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, but she isn't done after that. No, she's not. No, she she decides she's going to keep uh, looking and she she ends up through a lot of chicanery and hacking and that kind of thing. Uh, Q, I'm in dot G.I.F. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. She, I'm in. Uh, and she she slips past uh, Beowulf, which I love. Like I love the description of that. Is yeah. uh, she knew Beowulf, and Beowulf knew her, and knew not to let her in. Right. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> like you say, no, no, absolutely not. And she and she tricks him, gets around him, and she basically finds out all about Master Chief's childhood kidnapping and everything that happened. And she has a like kind of an ethical quandary. Yeah. You know, she, she, she considers that like on one hand, this is a horrible thing that they did to a child. Um, it's insanely unethical, but on the other hand, he just might be the, the person that's going to save the entire human race. And I think it, uh, what, what I, the thing I thought was really interesting and they don't really go into it that much. is like master chief actually died once before. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> it's like he was just he he's like he he died on a black op and was flash cloned. Mm-hmm. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, it just throw that in there. Like what's the uh, truth? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Like that, that's just like something through there is like just in case I need to do a pre prequel. Uh, make a little extra cash. Gotta, gotta yeah. pay for this car. Uh, in the end, she basically vows that she's going to protect him and, and goes all does, herself goes into this kind of mom mode uh, yeah. with him. Nothing uh, is ever going to happen that, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she truly is Dr. Halsey in her own way. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 a really she goes from petty to really sweet in a quick amount of time. It's just it's one of those chapters that on its face might seem unnecessary if you want to get if you want to get really uh, uh, nitpicky about it. But I, sure. I totally disagree because it, 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 it tells us about her and it shows us a bunch of sides of her and it's just good writing like Eric yeah. Nyland is just, it's good writing just because it didn't have a bunch of bullets and bloodshed it, it's still really solid yeah and that brings us to chapter 29 and the pillar of autumn yeah this is the this is kind of a shit has hit the fan chapter not yes. the first part of it but by the end of it um, the chapter 29 is basically Captain Keys giving as his pre pre leave inspection of the Pillar of Autumn. He's flying around it uh, in a in a uh, shuttle, just kind of like looking at the outside, uh, kicking the the metaphorical tires right, <laughs> of, of the ship, right. if you will, uh, noticing that there's like there's guns that are hidden in spots that people wouldn't expect on it. Um, all that kind of cool, cool, neat stuff. Yeah, um, all the kind of stuff that you, as the captain of a ship, would actually be quite giddy to find yeah. out about. And uh, the ship actually has two AI, um, Cortana, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. but because Cortana is um, is interchangeable into Master Chief's suit, there's a secondary AI that handles the cannon fire. Um, but yeah, and, I, and, it, it, and you get neat. to see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's neat. Just like kind of going through like, here's all the cool shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more tech porn. It, it, yeah, it yeah. really <laughs> is. It's more it's more tech porn, more weapons porn for the ship. Very cool stuff. And uh, you also get to see uh, Cortana's interaction with Keys, which I thought was really funny because when it came to hanging out with Master Chief, she is a, a, a you know, a total smart ass. But when she is on the bridge, with keys and the whole crew of the pillars of autumn pillar of autumn. She is, uh, she's a total pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. Like there's nary a smart ass remark coming from her. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, later in the book, she puts a little, a little, uh, zhuzh, a little, uh, twist on some of her phrasings, but yeah. Oh, yeah. She puts a little stank <laughs> on it later on, but, uh, but for the time being, she's, she's a pro. Yeah. Uh, we also get a really interesting glimpse into Keys's head because as long as we're as long as we're talking about Master Chief's uh, kidnapping in the previous, uh, 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 you know, chapter, Keys finds out that uh, the Spartans are on board, and uh, and we get a little glimpse into his head that that he's still haunted uh, by yeah. his part in kidnapping those kids. Yeah, yeah, and I assume that he kidnapped most of them. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think he would. And it's funny because you do kind of forget at this point that he had that sort of that he had had kind of a scummy background. Yeah. You know, because yeah. at this point he is a hero with a capital H uh, and uh, it's 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 kind of a, a neat little reminder. Right. It, it's it's because um, when you think about Keys's past and and maybe it's the guilt from the kidnappings that kind of fueled him into becoming a better person. Sure. And 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 that's something um, and that's something both Phil and I believe is that you can't let you you can always feel guilty over things that you have done in your past. But as long as you're fueling it to make yourself better, then it it can be a good thing. But in this Absolutely. case, in this case for Keys, the the thing the things in his past where previously refusing to testify against a superior officer who rightfully deserved the court martialing that he was under right. Right. Um, for, for killing a bunch of people and also kidnapping um, like a hundred children. Yes. I think uh, Kevin's being a little too broad here. What, what he's not saying is that I kidnapped a bunch of kids uh, several years ago and have moved past it and I'm not a bad person anymore. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> And and Kevin doesn't think I'm a bad person, and uh, and he's correct. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh. we get we get all that, and then uh, as Kevin mentioned before, we get the shit hits the fan notification that another fleet is being attacked by the Covenant. Yeah, basically they were they were about to leave off on their mission. They, right. they were like they were re- they were just about to jump into slipstream space right um, and and they get the notification lieutenant dominique on comms gets the notification yeah and so it's like well shit we're gonna have to make some changes to the whole situation there and uh that actually brings us to section five yeah and yeah. uh these last two sections are a little shorter than the other ones and i i don't know kevin do you want to let's Let's you want to make a finale room. out of this thing? Let's let's make a finale. Welcome to f- yeah. f- the finale of Halo. The finale uh, the of, of Halo, the fall of Reach. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Section you five. There. Reach. There's like an entire chapter just dedicated to the message that they received. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Oh, I'm, bless I'm you. Getting emotional. Thank you. I'm getting emotional about the fall of Reach. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, but the, the, the first chapter is just an entire chapter dedicated to, uh, to, hey. yeah, it's, oh, you know, so basically this message is, there's a ship that is, um, it's undergoing some stuff and it has, it has the, basically was the coal protocol, ba- yeah. like, because it's undergoing certain repairs, it can't be accessed remotely or something like that to detonate. Right. So it's just this message, you know, like pay it no mind. Chapter yeah, <laughs> chapter thirty one. Yeah, it Don't will have it, it will have no impact on anything at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. Don't you kids worry. Oh boy. Um, so in chapter thirty one, we get a new character. Yeah. Chief Petty Officer McRob. McRob. And uh he's basically one of the defenders of Reach. Yeah, he's he's one of the, the people who is he's on a um what is it? He's on a sensing station. Yeah. Yeah. And they're there and, to basically make sh- just monitor the situation around Reach. 
Right. And and they make a point of saying that, you know, this is a really important uh, uh, position uh, and, and job, but uh, they also happen to believe that no one would be stupid enough to hit reach uh, 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 but guess, uh, guess, 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 guess what? what happens? Guess, guess what? Uh, guess what? the covenant's here. Covenant's here. Oh boy. Knock, knock bitches. Uh, yeah, the covenant shows up. <laughs> it's basically and, and, that big bird gif. Right. <laughs> a big bird kicking the door open. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. It's, it's, it's a shit ton of them. Uh, and so McRob immediately demands a purge of records. They've yep. got to get rid of all their information because everything, the locations of every human planet, uh, including the soul system, are on board there. And so they need to purge immediately. Uh, but that data, is, as Kevin mentioned, is offline due to repairs. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm sure the the uh, Covenant figured that out as the best time to show up. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, it, and it becomes clear uh, that they're going to be overtaken. Uh, yeah. by the covenant yeah. uh so he it's it's a really grim sad moment uh yeah. that he he initiates a self-destruct sequence uh and blows them all to hell because uh everyone on the ship anyway on the uh, yeah on the, on that because the if they get taken then the entire species as they know it is gone yep uh yeah and it's really sad <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's. What about the astrophysics data? They're still trying to end the di- diagnostic cycle, but that could take a few minutes. And then McRob basically, there's a there's an officer who is just standing at the self destruct, and uh, McRob basically has the officer stand down and says, "It's all right, Lieutenant. We've done the best we could. We've done our duty. There's nothing more to worry about." And he sets his palm print on the control station. The chief. Uh, he locks out the reactor safety, safety, saturated the fusion chamber, and then McRob's last words are just one last order to carry out. Yeah, and and that line about um, there's nothing more to worry about is ah, that one hit me. I'm not going to lie. That one hit me really hard because you think about the fact that these soldiers and naval officers and everybody else, they are on a constant state of alert because of this massive war, the entire, it's not about nations anymore. It's about the entire species. And he basically says, well, at least we don't have to fight anymore. Yep. You know, you're not going to have to fight anymore. You're not going to have to worry about this anymore because we're going to be fucking stardust in a second. It's over over for us. So, right. And it's, and he's, and he's right. And there's something like, that's the comfort he is taking. He's like, oh, thank God I'm going to die soon. Like, have you ever just, seen have you ever seen the movie uh finding a friend for the end of the world no no that's on my list i need to okay. see that no i won't <laughs> i won't get into Ooh. it then but it it it, it feels it's like that and um melancholia um both letting go in the face of inevitable like inevitability you know just right. letting go with the fact that well i don't have to worry about this anymore you know right Right. Uh, yeah. And that's definitely what's happening here. And it's it's grim. It is. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of grim moments in this book so far. I think this one is the one that has kind of stuck with me throughout yeah. all of it. It's it's a really sad moment. And it's a good bit of writing because we've just learned about this guy. It's not a long standing character. Right. That we've been through shit with. 
and I still uh, just absolutely uh, felt for him. Uh, um, now this brings us to chapter 32. Yep, yeah, and in this chapter, basically, they the it's it's told from John's point of view, and he realizes that something's wrong right away. Not because he's heard anything, but because he can feel the ship turning. The, right, he knows the, they're changing course. They're changing course. They were about to enter slipstream space, and now they are not. And yep. basically, Keys comes down to address the uh, address Master Chief and basically the Spartans directly because Master Chief points out, be like, "Well, they can hear you." <laughs> right yeah they can hear you man like yeah he, he he just wants at first it's just master chief and he goes well just so you know they can all hear you on the intercom here so you might as well he's like, all right cool fine everyone's listening great uh yeah we're all gonna die basically yeah. it's basically the, the the we're all gonna die and um so unless <laughs> yeah yeah so basically they're the the pillar of autumn is trying to regroup uh, to Rally Point Zulu and the Rally Point Zulu will come up several times because that is that's like the final that's like that's like you know Custer's last stand yeah <laughs> that yeah. is the Alamo basically for uh for the UNSC yeah and uh and, it, and if you know anything about Shaka Zulu and the story there uh, uh I I to talk about history nerd stuff again I don't think that's a coincidence right um so he basically gives, yeah, he gives them the lowdown. There are over a hundred Covenant ships that they know of uh, that are approaching Reach, and they got to change plans to defend uh, Reach. And uh, and 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 for the first time ever, Master Chief kind of contradicts uh, a superior officer. He says, "I don't think we need to change our mission uh, because right. in the long run, what we're going to, what we, what you want us to do, this could still work." Uh, uh, so they kind of alter things and the Spartans are going to, uh, basically attempt to take a covenant ship and continue their original mission at very least. Yeah. Because the covenant ships are here now, so we don't need right. to go somewhere else to get one. They're here. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're here. Let's just do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that brings us to chapter 33. Like I said, which they're, basically they're jumps, these... jumps forward right into the action. Like, right. It, it right. is like, is, uh, uh, like shit hit the fan already for the P pillar of autumn prior to this chapter starting, like in between chapter 32 and 33, they have engaged now with the covenant. Right. <laughs> yeah. They go straight into it. They're like, you know, look, we've got like 50 pages left. Let's just get <laughs> straight into it. the, the, the sheriff. Yeah. The sheriff ships are, are firing at them and there's a cruiser. Uh, basically this gets right back into, you know, maybe, five, ten chapters ago when we had the battle outside of Sigma Octanus, the really yes. hardcore space flight battle, the dogfighting, the, and they, the cruiser and they, ship. And they talk and they make comparisons to it constantly, too. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a very um, similar situation. And Keys, Keys does more fancy shit. <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. he does he does some really cool moves uh the covenant's got a brand new energy weapon that they've never seen before that is uh that's basically like a, a sniper rifle for spaceships it's yeah, this really it, narrow beam it's like a mini it's like a mini death star laser basically it, it, that's exact that's exactly what i thought of it like too it, yeah it's it's a little death star 
and uh, it's bringing down destroyers left and right. Yeah, they talk uh, about the Minotaur, which is one of the largest uh, UNSC ships. Yeah. Uh, this beam just slices through it. It's it's like, you know what? Less of a Death Star. It's like a it's like a, a ship shooting out a lightsaber. Um, right, it just right. it just it just slices right through the Minotaur, like cuts it in half and. <laughs> It's like it's yeah. like when uh in in a in a samurai movie when the the guy has been cut in half but he doesn't realize it yet and he takes right. like another step and then he go he he likes he like falls apart. That's right. basically what slides happens to the <laughs> slides in half. That's basically what happens to the Minotaur. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So and basically the the Covenant ships they're losing a ton of ships, uh, but they're still moving forward and they're basically killing their way to the supermac emplacements which defend reach yeah uh which are the things that were uh the reason that they were so certain that reach uh, uh would be fine these these supermac emplacements the mac guns are um are basically the weakness of of the covenant ship yes yes it, it, and they realized that and they put a lot of uh money and weapons into that and they're uh bringing down Lots of Covenant ships, uh, but not before they start to notice that there are drop ships that are making their way to the surface of Reach. So it does have a direct parallel uh, to our last giant naval battle. Yep. They are they are not they are they they're turning around. A lot of them are turning around, but it's because they need to. They're going to be dropping uh, their soldiers off onto the ground. Yep. Um, and then uh and then this is where Cortana adds a little adds a little flavor editorializing uh-huh. at the end of the chapter. Uh, Captain Keys, I'm picking up another distress signal. It's from the Reach Space Dock AI. And if, if you think this is bad, wait until you hear this. It gets right. worse. <laughs> it's like, and that's the end of the chapter. It's, it's like, thank you, Cortana. You you yeah. are a beam of comfort in and an this, otherwise uncaring world. <laughs> And now we kind of like we basically get to that little mini chapter at the beginning where it was talking about there's a ship on on one of the space docks that they they can't get to. Um, they can't do any remote access to. Um, mm-hmm. And the chapter 34 starts with the mission had just encountered another snag. And if we know anything about snags, it's that Master Chief hates them. He hates snags. It's like Garfield with Mondays. <laughs> he hates snags because they can't they can't plan for a snag. I need I need art of Master Chief like in the Garf in Garfield's bed, like all curled up and just I thinking don't like snags. <laughs> God, we're coming oh. up with a lot of good t-shirt ideas. This These episode. are all good t-shirt ideas. These are all good vote get on twitter and vote for your favorite halo t-shirt the um, winner so, will have their design made so they get this uh captain keys gets a message um and i like that the public key for the message is red rover red rover <laughs> I, I was like come on guys jesus are people still playing red rover well there's clearly because they're still playing king of the are. hill they're still yeah, playing that's king true. of the hill <laughs> that's true that's true so um, I would I would assume yeah the red, I mean Red Rover is just a slightly more organized version of King of the Hill yeah yeah so basically at this point uh, the Spartans have decided that they're going to split 
Yes. Uh, they're going to, in chapter 34, they, they've decided that they're going to split. One one group is going to go and get the nav data from uh, a ship called, it. there's a ship called the, uh, the basically the Co- Covenant wants a ship called the Circumference, which is on the Reach space dock uh, for right. repairs. And they they need, and basically they, they think Covenant is targeting their circumference to plunder the nav database. Yes, exactly. So one half of the Spartans need to go and defend that data uh, and get it so that before they can get it. Uh, and the other team is going to uh, go and join the ground forces yeah. uh, on the, on the surface of reach to uh, defend the, 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 the area down there. And, and John uh, is going to lead the nav data op. Uh, and he has this wonderful little moment of pride uh, with his Spartans, you know, these this yeah. kind of Captain America, they're damn good soldiers yeah. uh, kind of thing. Is, yeah. Which means they're all going to die. They're all uh, going to die. Let's, let's face facts, you know. It's like the moment at the end of Mass Effect 3 where you say goodbye to, like, all, right. your, all, your, all your friends because it's like, yeah, this is probably it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're damn good soldiers. So proud to have worked with you. We're, you're all going to die. You're all going to die. We all know that's going to happen. We all know uh, that this is the end. So, they, so after they have this little moment and Master Chief leaves with his team uh, in a pelican and immediately runs into a Covenant ship. Immediately. Like, immediate, it's almost comical the way they describe it. They're like, okay, we're getting out of here and oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it felt. The Covenant frigate materialized a kilometer from the dropship's nose. And like... That's the thing is like it, like kilometers a pretty good distance. We're like, well, no, in space a kilometer is basically like that's like no distance at all. Yeah, it's <laughs> right the fuck there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it is. It is there. It is in front of them. Um. So Master Chief. Um. And this is where the the book basically it's like an it's like a it's like a boulder rolling downhill at this point. Oh yeah. Um. You were in chapter thirty five and and. Master Chief is like basically like oh well you know let uh, I'm gonna shoot a rocket and then he he realizes he should not shoot the rocket. It's, yes, it's yes. like that Fensler. It's the fen- uh, in the back of my head. I I think of the Fensler films GI Joe uh, cartoon where you have the guy saying give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. <laughs> I, what the fuck are you talking about? I will I, s- I will send it to you after the I show. Keep- I need this. We'll, we will, for those of you listening, we will, we will share this on Twitter uh, at Pixelit Pod on Twitter. If you don't, if you also don't know what the fuck Kevin's talking about right now, uh, we will share it. We'll share it so you can see it. Take this moment to pause the podcast and watch all yeah. thirty minutes of the Fensler Films GI Joe PSAs, and then come back. <laughs> yeah, then come back and join us. Uh, again, come back and join us. Uh, we'll post that. We'll post that on Twitter. We'll post that on the website. Because <laughs> I need to see it too. <laughs> so uh, they decide the best thing to do is to crash into the station. Right, right. They, uh, yeah, they they just drop it. Well, because the yeah, because the, the the giant ship that's right in front of him ignores them. Right, uh, which is the reason that he doesn't he doesn't give them the stick uh, because <laughs> they they assume that it's a dead ship. Right, because uh, they've turned the power off and 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 so they're just kind of ignoring them. Uh, so he takes advantage of that, and they just they just crash into the station. <laughs> it's like yeah. Launchpad McQuack. They don't know how to land. They've just got to. Everybody, just, 
everybody gets like tumbled about and um yeah they crash into the station and they just go about their mission after that right right they end up on this now they're getting and they end up getting pursued by these elite aliens uh one of the one of the uh the casts that they haven't experienced before these big they're a head taller than john they've got a big mouthful of chompy chompy teeth mm-hmm. uh and uh and 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 during a space battle and and I, I they do a really good job describing the battle because they are in you know space they're in zero gravity so even the slightest uh uh you know kick in one direction or another can just send you spiraling off course. Yep. And uh, sadly, that's exactly what happens to the Spartan James. Yeah. He James had already lost his arm at one point in an earlier chapter. Yeah. Um, he he does not. He has zero luck. He gets hit by a needler. The needler uh, blows up one of the tank of his thruster harness. And uh, he basically just gets spun out into space. Yeah. And and John wonders if he's dead if the needler killed him and and i don't think he actually ever says this but you kind of you kind of get the impression that he's like well i hope he's dead then because (laughs) he's just gonna be twirling around in space slowly suffocating and starving to death uh so i hope the needler did it that's that's what i assume he's he's thinking but like i really hope he dies a lot sooner than (laughs) right what a terrible way to go. Yeah. So, and because you figure their enhanced uh, physiognomy, you know, and all that stuff, uh, it, 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 they could probably go a lot longer without food. They can probably go a lot longer. They don't get into it, but you can probably go a lot longer on s- smaller amounts of air, stuff yeah. like that. So it just, it's yeah. just going to prolong how long it takes this poor guy to die out in space. Oh, this poor so guy. He's just, he, he's just, just, uh, he just, He's doing his job, man. He does his job and and he just gets shit on. It sucks. Um, so they continue on. So now it's what is it? It's just Linda and the Master Chief now. Yes, that was that was the it was Linda and James and the Master Chief on this a, mission. Yeah, it was a three person team. And now and they are down Kelly to Kelly and Kelly and the rest uh, went down to the ground forces. Yeah. Benny and the Jets went down 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 to the planet side. Exactly. They took their electric suit, electric boots and mohair suits uh, down to reach. So <laughs> that's just that's just what happened. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's them. That's all that's left. And uh, at one point, Master Chief, he takes on this elite alien one on one. And after a long extended in battle, fisticuffs in fisticuffs, just 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 punching back and forth and tangling with a pistol you know the whole the whole pistol's pointing at you no the pistol's pointing at me all that shit goes down and uh and and he notes that the alien is just as strong as he is yeah uh just in his natural state which sucks Uh, that is not fun information to have (laughs) that is not fun information like like john has had he's he's in this this battle suit he is augmented he was the best of the best even before that and the elite is an even match for him. Right. That is that's right. that's that's crazy talk. That is that is baby town frolics. That is absolute insanity. Uh, so, but he does manage to kill it. He shoots it in the fucking face, uh, like we all hoped he would. Which is which yeah. is how you do. Which is how you do. It's how you do. And uh, and he gets a uh, he gets contacted by keys uh, that asks him if he they've been able to to succeed in their mission. He's <laughs> 
Master Chief is like, no, we haven't even gotten there yet. We're on our way. It's like, uh, like, are you done yet? And we're like, no, no, I'm fine. Thanks for asking, by the way. Uh, and he and he tells him he's and, and so he says, look, if you can't get the information, then we're gonna have to blow it up with uh, the Pillar of Autumn's weaponry. Yeah. Uh, so one way or the other, we got to get rid of that fucking information. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that was the, brings the, us- the reason they don't, they didn't do that in the first place is because if the Pillar of Autumn did it, there was actually no guarantee that it would do the thorough destruction of the nav database that was needed. Right, right, right. It's kind of like it's 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 the Internet. You know, it's like trying to blow up a, a computer uh, that has it. And, and, and there's no guarantee that you can't couldn't find it on another computer or something like that. It's just not as thorough. But if you actually get the nav data in hand and are able to do something with it, that's a that's a different ball of wax. Right. Uh, This is that's that is a a, a tech talk with Phil uh, (laughs) who clearly knows what the Internet is. He knows what Uh, the Internet is and how to blow it up. (laughs) Phil the conquistador. I know what the Internet is. So that brings us to chapter 36. Uh, We are back on board the Pillar of Autumn as they attempt to destroy as many of the Covenant ships as they can. Keys is just Uh, doing being as fancy as he possibly can. Right. And and they they know that there's this new weapon that's being used to snipe all these uh, UNC ships and they got to destroy it. That's their that's their new main mission. And just like Kevin said before, uh, he does some fancy uh, dogfighting shit. Yeah. And it's really cool. He basically causes their shield to fall long enough that they could slip a torpedo in there. And uh, and then the shield goes back up because they're way too close to the ship. And if yeah. the ship blows up at this point, they will also blow up. But the, the torpedo slips in under the shield. The shield goes back up and then explodes taking out the ship, but the ship's shield system protects the pillar of autumn. Yeah. I it love that. Awesome. I was like, I was like, that is the coolest. Like that was one of the coolest uses of shields in a sci-fi setting ever. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it is a great, great scene. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, chapter 37. Like I said, these are these things. They're speeding along here at this point. It's all, bite-sized action bits and uh we're jumping back and forth between uh it's it's at this point it is just between the the two main characters basically our keys and master chief right um and so we come back to master chief and his spartans and uh they find the nav data and the chapters i just want to say the chapter starts with like it's got to be a reference to to aliens Because the well, opening line is multiple signals on the motion tracker. Master Chief said they're all around us. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally aliens. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're surrounded by jackals specifically. They have yeah. hundreds of them. Uh, and jackals, and, uh, jack- in case you didn't realize, are the ones uh, for those who have played the game and it's been a while or haven't played the game. They're basically they are what they they say they are. They're they're these dog like creatures and they are instead of a shield on their suit, uh, they hold a physical shield in front of them. Yeah, and they are a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, they 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 suck. Uh, so they're surrounded by hundreds of these guys. 
They find the na- the nav data and destroy it. They just they find it. They blow it up. Now they've got to get out alive. Yeah. So they are uh, they 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 run into a bunch of Marines, and uh, they commandeer a pelican, and they're yep. trying to you know they're just using the onboard guns to just take out as many jackals <laughs> as they possibly can. Uh, it's it's if you've ever seen um, Hot Shots uh, uh, Part Two, uh, when they have the the guys doing a Rambo parody and they're just blowing up people and there's this. Uh, uh, there's this number bar that's showing you exactly how many people are dying. Yes. And it's just... <laughs> that's basically what's happening here. Yeah, um, yeah. The only problem is the, um, so earlier in an earlier chapter, they had me- me- mentioned that the Dockmaster AI had locked the, had locked everything down tight uh, in yes. order to, to protect the circumference from, um, from basically invasion by the covenant. It, it didn't do anything. Obviously the covenant found their way onto the, but right. What happens right. is they say, send a signal. Linda sends a signal to uh, the dock master AI to open the outer bay doors, but the dock master is not, is not doing it. Yeah. Um, and there is a manual release by the outer door. And you, you knew, I, I knew it was going to happen as soon as it was said. Oh, come it on. Is, it is like, there's a somebody has to go out there and it's like the Jurassic Park moment of like, yeah, oh, somebody needs to just go out down the down the road and 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 throw the switch to get the power back on. Yeah, no problem. Real easy. <laughs> let's no have problem. a let's have a cigarette with Samuel L. Jackson and celebrate. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's fine. There, there's nothing that's going to happen to me just turning the power back on outside None. down the road. Uh-huh. Let's not be silly. <laughs> You're being paranoid. Being paranoid. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine, no. except it wasn't fine for Linda. It's she. It, she it gets the shit killed out of her. She just gets fucking aced, like <laughs> just, just, just one shot after the other. She just gets peppered uh, uh, to the point where they 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 pull out the, the the pelican. They hop out. They load her back in, and this is how tough the fucking Spartans are. She's she's just been perforated. Uh, and, and she's just like, and, and she just kind of looks up at, did, she, did we win? Up, did we win? <laughs> and, just, and she's like, no, it's fine. We won. And those are her last words. <laughs> and it's like, it made me think of, um, uh, what was it? The, uh, walk hard movie where the kid gets chopped in half with a machete and he looks at his brother and goes, listen, man, this is pretty bad. I'm probably not going to get, I'm probably not going to live through this. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> She got killed, and she, and, yeah. she, yeah, she rolled uh, a nat one on a death save, and Absolutely. the DM, the DM, basically said to her, "Do you want it? Do you have any last words? Yeah, do you have any cool <laughs> last words? That's all I can offer you at this point." Um, yeah, and so uh, uh, he is the last survivor of that mission. Yep, and uh, they they make it back to uh, the the Pillar of Autumn. And uh, Master Chief and Keys find each other, and uh, slow motion and, hug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just, just it was. It's a beautiful moment. And uh, and uh, and 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 Master Chief says uh, to him, "When are we gonna go pick up my other guys? Uh, the 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 ground because because Keys is like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it's like uh, mission mission complete. Let's go. 
yeah, yeah, we're gone. And uh, and and uh, Master Chief says, when are we going to go get my other Spartans? And Key says, we're not. <laughs> uh, we are not going to be getting them. They got overrun. They didn't even make orbit. <laughs> they are like, they're probably dead. No, yeah, they're gone. And Master Chief's like, okay, well, can we send a search party down there to find them? He goes, no. <laughs> He's like, absolutely not. Covenant one, we're going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is basically it. Like, like, look, the win is that we we got the nav data and and blew that up before they could so so Earth is safe. The solar system is safe. Reach is gone. This is this is all we can hope for. This is as good of a victory as we can hope for. And uh, and the, and and it really frustrates Master Chief because this is kind of one of the this is one of those first moments for him that there's literally nothing he can do yeah. uh, to save his soldiers or to save Reach. Um, and he wonders if he's the only Spartan left at this point. Right. Uh, and then he we have a brief moment where he recognizes some symbols on the nav, uh, but he can't quite. F- you know, recognize why he recognizes them. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's kind of just seated right there. Yeah. And, and that's, so like the, the story proper, that is, that's the end. We, we, then we move yeah. on to the epilogue. <laughs> yeah. We, and onward to the epilogue reaches, uh, reaches glassed though. And yeah, reach is gone. And it sets up that Master Chief is possibly the only Spartan left. Now, yes. there's been a, a bajillion Halo games. We know we know there are Spartans that lived through this. But right. at this point, it, it basically is dovetailing into the beginning of the first Halo game where, because um, one of the questions in the back of my mind is like in the beginning of the first Halo game, there's only one Spartan on the ship. It's Master Chief. There's nobody yep. else. Like, what? Yep. I don't get it. And then you're like, oh, this every this is it's like it's like a prequel, you know, where it is a prequel, but it's one of those prequels where it's like, well, I know all these people have to die before. The- <laughs> right. Right. When you're reading, if you've played Halo and you and you read this book, you're like, oh, something's going to happen to these something guys. is going to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Reach is glassed and uh, uh, all other Spartans, including uh uh, fast girl Kelly are assumed dead. Assumed dead. Uh, but not all hope is lost. Uh, in the epilogue, we find out that uh, Cortana basically the 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 symbols that Master Chief recognized. She basically runs through a billion different processes of what they could be, what they could mean, while they're in slipstream. Yeah. And she well not well, not while they're in slipstream. She she uh she determines basically that there is she figures out a navigational route based on those symbols. And uh they know that there's something there that uh a uh, uh, covenant wants. Yep. And going you know, there and going there would be uh com- coal protocol compliant, so Yep. So they go. And uh and there was it's it's a really kind of sad moment. Uh, because I hadn't thought about it at this point. Uh, but while they were in Slipstream, Cortana kind of wonders if Halsey was on reach. Yeah. And uh, whatever happened to her? Hope, you know, did she get off? Is she alive? She did. She has no idea. Right. And uh, so they're going through Slipstream. It's unclear at this point if Covenant was able to follow them through the Slipstream. But when they get to their coordinates, they see Halo for the first time. Yep. 
There it is. The uh, the the Halo, the titular Halo of the Halo series. Yeah, and uh, for for those of you who uh, have not played Halo, do not know what the heck we're talking about. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job of uh, describing it. I'll I'll give this a little read. Sure. Uh, the object spun serenely in the heavens. The outer surface was gray metal, reflecting the brilliant starlight. From this distance, the surface of the object seemed to be engraved with deep, ornate, geometric patterns. So it's this massive heavenly object that's a halo. It's a ring. Yeah. Uh, And it's their first time seeing this. And for the first time, Cortana has no idea what the hell's going on. They, 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 Keys asks her, what is that? And she runs through a bunch of different uh, ideas and finally comes up with, I have no idea. She processes the question for three seconds. And if you know anything about AIs, three seconds is probably like forever. (laughs) That was like a long uh, uh, dinner for her (laughs) sitting down with a (laughs) bottle of wine and a nice, you know, uh, steak trying to ponder what the heck they were looking at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. I get most of my best ideas done when I'm eating. That's why I'm so fat. Uh, it's why I'm fat and accomplished. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, that brings us to the end of Halo, the fall of reach. Yeah. And yeah. it is, you, you said it, I think a couple times in the previous episodes for covering Halo, the book has, is better than it has any right being. There's no reason and, and or reason uh, because they do set it up and, and having just finished uh, Halo again, uh, they are setting it up uh, um, like the video game. Halo picks up immediately, immediately after this epilogue. Immediately. Basically, the, the epilogue ends and Halo begins with the Covenant ships exiting slipstream space. <laughs> right. And, and, and Master Chief coming out of uh, hypersleep. It's 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 immediate. Uh and I really enjoyed playing Halo. I really enjoyed it. It's you can see why it's as important of a franchise it is as yeah. it is just from the first game. Uh, the music's incredible. The world building's incredible. It holds up for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's not a complex narrative. No. You know, it, it's it's fine. It's a it's it's cool and it's interesting. Um but it's it's James Cameron at best. Now, yeah. as the games progressed, they get a little more ambitious and it becomes a little bigger and, and that kind of thing. But this book, uh, they went to Eric Nyland. I don't know what the conversation was, uh, but at some point someone said, no, nah, fuck this. Uh, it, it's got to be a really good book. Let's just make a good book. You know, it, it's something more than just, you know, and then he blew up another guy and then he blew up another guy. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> we didn't need Halo is not a naval battles game. We didn't need several engaging, exciting naval battles. But uh, we got them. But we got them. But we got them. Uh, and and I got to say, for the second book we've read on this podcast, I mean, this is this is hands down the best one uh, <laughs> so far. So it far, is, this it is, is the ranking best one. number one out of two out of two out of two. And uh and I, I would be very interested because, um, you know, kind of like the Resident Evil series where the first one we read, that was a novelization of the first game. And the second one is an original story that picks up after that. Yeah. Uh, this is almost the opposite. The Fall of Reach is an original story that 
is before Halo, but the next book, uh, which is called The Flood, uh, is also by Eric Nyland, and that is a novelization of the first game. So oh, I will okay. be very interested whenever we get to it. Yeah, whenever we get, um, we circle back around to it. I'll be interested right. in how it basically tells the story of the first game. Right. I, you know, because Eric Nyland had lots of room to just play clearly with this. Right. Now, I wonder how he's going to do when he has somewhat of a more uh, tightened, uh, 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 you know, a set of rules to work within. Yeah. I will be very interested to see how he how he does that. So we'll, we'll we will definitely be coming around uh, to this series again, especially if it happens that we get like two or three really shitty books in a row. Uh, I, I imagine one of us is going to look at the other and go, uh, "Can we can we read the next Halo book next, please?" That's <laughs> probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, any any video game novelization that you guys read as a kid or read now or 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 even if, if there's a video game you love that you wonder if it has a novelization hit us up on twitter and let us know we will we will see what we can do because we want to uh there's there's a surprisingly large number of these out there i don't think we're ever going to be uh without something to read yeah no i mean i'm i'm looking at the there's the end of the book says don't miss the other thrilling stories in the worlds of halo by the way yeah and i did a are, quick did, did you have you counted how many I did there? A, yeah i yeah i did a quick uh uh you know just like you know that kind of thing uh and roughly 812 roughly uh, uh, halo books roughly uh, they, are, take. they are infringing on warhammer 40k's um property their intellectual property of putting out 40 books a year. It's offensive. <laughs> it's just absolutely. And, uh, and well, and since I have the first edition paperback here, uh, I do, I'm, we'll post this online. Uh, but, uh, it has, uh, the, on the very last page directly across from the last page of the book, there's a, there's a, a, a big picture. It says you learned the story of halo soldier. It's time you learned if you can survive halo, <laughs> halo combat evolved microsoft.com backslash games, backslash halo play halo. <laughs> so I recommend you guys go out and do that. Cause that was fun. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a good book. It's a good game. Why yeah. the hell not? Exactly. I agree. All right. I think, uh, I think about that about wraps it up. Right. Phil. I think so. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening to our second book recap review. Whatever the hell we're calling what we're doing. Yeah, where there's there, it's a it's a book book. It's a book thing. It's a book thing. It's a book yeah, thing. it's very clear. And take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>